Okay, welcome to Orphaning Me. This is Saratova Beth Parshas Titsava. Titsava is about a whole lot of things. It's very cryptic, Parsha, because, um, well, we know Maishrabain is not in the Parsha. So then it brings up all those questions. All that idea of, when, is something there if you don't see it? Right? Is something there if you don't see it? Mm-hmm. Uh, because one of the things is we see, we see, and, and how do you deal with the something that you don't see? And today with, um, what's the word, with um, quantum science, quantum physics, that idea is, 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 is not what it used to be. It used to be considered pretty weird. You know, how could something be there if you can't see it? Today it's considered normal, but it's still something that it's probably the energy of the future, and it's because we don't really see Hashem. We see his effects, but we don't see him. Mm-hmm. So the main avida for a yid, and the, the main avida that we are here, that we need to transmit to the world is, he's there when you don't see him. He's even, he's there when you don't see his effects. What, how do you live your life in that way? It's much easier when things are visible in front of you, but the, the downside of something being visible, or even the downside of Hashem being visible, is that how big could he be already? How capable can he be already if I can see him? Right? If that's the whole extent of Hashem, of God, and I can see every bit of him, um, that's not what you think Well, it... Is that it's not too it, anything that you can. It, it's kind of like the idea of relationships. Well, and also if you're in a relationship with somebody that you know every single detail about them, um, after a while they become not very interesting. <laughs> and in general, anything in life, if you if you can master it completely, you get bored really quickly because it's as big as your ability to master. Right. So Hashem is unlimited and Torah is unlimited. So by definition, the most exciting part of Yiddishkeit is that you don't see Hashem, in a way. And even that part of Meishrbein is that you don't see Meishrbein. So here, here in the Sikhah, saying about Parshat Tzitzaba is the one Parsha in the Torah after the birth of Meishrbein, his birth is on the seventh of Adar, when his name is not in the Parsha. And we know that's a famous concept, his name is not in the Parsha. And we see two reasons for that. One, because on the seventh of Adar, Meishrbein passed away. Therefore, we know that his passing is hinted at in this that you don't see his name in the Parsha close to the time of his passing, right? He's, he passed away close to Parsha's Tzitzavah, so he's not in the Parsha. Makes sense. He left, so to speak. That's one thing. And the other, that's one reason. The other reason is because, of course, we know that Maishra Benu said, Vim Eim Remove me from your Tyra, from your Sefer. Why? If you're not going to save the Jewish people and listen to what I'm asking, then take me out of the Tyra. So the Klala of a Chacham, even on a condition, even if the condition wasn't fulfilled, will be. So if he said, take me out of your Tyra, so Hashem said, okay. And even though Hashem answered the request of Maishra Benu, 
And actually, this this condition didn't happen, but he still was erased from the tire. From that parsha. From that parsha, right. I mean, the Yidden were saved. But the whole condition was, if you're not going to save the Yidden, then erase me. So the erase part went into in, into effect. Maybe we'll see later why. Okay, maybe. And these two reasons, we need an explanation. One, the reason that Maishar Benu passed away on, the, the idea that Maishar Benu passed away on the seventh of other. Wait a minute, but what, there's something else that happened on the seventh of other, which is, and he's born. He's born on the seventh of Adar, right? And so it says, "Kedai gam alamisa." The day of birth, in a way, overwhelms the day of passing. So we understand that in the bittle of the simcha of Haman, Haman was really happy. He took the dice, he threw the dice, he threw the threw the poor, and he said, "Yay! I'm looking for the best month to do my horrible deeds." And so, and each month he would, he would try and he said, no, nah, this month has a good mazel. That has a ma- good mazel for the Jewish people. What am I going to do? Ah, great. He came to the month of other and he said, other is a bad month for them because their leader, Maishra Benu, their Nasi Adar, passed away. But he didn't know that he was born. Now, that really brings up a question. Why didn't he know that he was born? Right. And actually, it, I don't see that it says here. I have my thoughts, but doesn't mean they're right. Or maybe he knew his form. He, he doesn't know. He did not know that in the seventh of other. No, he didn't. He didn't know. He 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 knew that it was the month that Meishavenu passed away. He didn't know that this is the day that he was born. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say the following: Meishavenu was born. The whole house is filled with light. The whole world is filled with light. Mm-hmm. You're talking about Maishu Benu. We're going to see soon in the Sikha. Maishu, you know, Maishu Yisrael Yisrael Maisha. We are all included within Maishu Benu. He's the general, the general soul. Of course, the whole house is filled with light. The whole world is filled with light. But when you're born, what are you doing? Nothing. It's at the day of a person's passing at a yard site. People say, wow, they did such unbelievable things and they delineate all, all the things that people did. But on your birthday, you didn't yet do anything. So if on the person's yard site you're celebrating the light that they were able to shine in the world, I would say the light that they shone in the world, but then my husband would say shone. So, right? <laughs> it's the Canadian American thing. So the light that they, sh- that they shone in the world comes out on, uh, oh yeah, it's Canadian. Uh, on, Hmm? No, no, no. Uh, so the light that they shone in the world comes out on their yard side, and you talk about it. We talk about it all the time. Look at all the things they did. At your birthday, at the moment of your birth, that's not what what we're celebrating. We're not celebrating what kind of light you brought into the world because you didn't yet do anything. Mm-hmm. So what, so what is shining? Just like we say about Mashiach, right, and just like the potential to shine, and just like we say about Mashiach, there's the light of Mashiach, and then there's the air of Mashiach. The light of Mashiach is what he does, and the air of Mashiach is what his essence is. And the same, the same applies to us. Your light is what you do and have done. Your air is what your essence is. Not even what your potential is, because potential is still all the light that you're about to shine. 
That's what you're going to do. You know how you'll go to a party and people say, hi, what's your name? What do you do? They're asking you about your life. What do you do? Well, right now I do nothing. Okay, what did you do? People always want to know what you did, what you're planning to do, 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 do. What kind of light are you, did you, have you, have you been shining? But there's a whole other part to you, the air, the air of Mashiach and the air of every single yid, which is your essence. So obviously, Maishar Benu, and by the way, your essence includes everything, and it includes in it the ability to later on go on and shine. But your essence is a very ethereal kind of a thing. When we were talking at the beginning, can you see it? Even what you didn't do. But can we see, can you see somebody else's essence? No. I mean, maybe unless you're a healer, I don't know. But, you know, or maybe unless you're a tzaddik and you're, you know, you're a navi, et cetera, maybe you can see people's essences. But, um, in general, we, we can't or we couldn't in the past. People are more and more getting to the point where they can, sense things about them about somebody but the point is one is visible and one is invisible we were saying at the beginning the idea of invisible things when my being was invisible the visible part is what you do you know if you show up at the office every day and you say well i do i do graphic i create graphic design for this company well that's what you do that's visible and show me your portfolio, because that's what you do. But what your essence is, what you what you what you were all about, what your essence is, no, it is in general not not visible. Okay. So now let's ask ourselves a question. Haman probably related to the idea of doing things. You don't have to be a Jew. You don't have to be Jewish, and you don't have to be holy, and you don't have to be this, and you don't have to be all of that to see when people do things. Mm-hmm. But to, to see the essence of a yid, maybe, I don't know. I'm not a big big buffy in this. To see the essence of a yid, maybe you have to have certain um, abilities to see the essence of the yid. And I'm going to guess that Haman... But, but I'm going to guess that Maishra Benu could not see the essence of not sorry 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 Haman could not see the essence of yet. Now we're not talking about Haman being a plain old person person in the world. We're talking about him being the epitome of evil, right? I mean, you know, we see him. We saw him on October seventh. You know, where's Haman in the world? He was there on October seventh. You didn't see him. He morphed himself into many 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 people. It's the same old Haman, right? I mean, it's the same. It's the same old Haman who comes from Persia, who's embodied in Iran, who has the plan that they have that we don't want to say, and and activates the guys in the south. Even the same letters at the end. What are the same letters? Oh, Haman and what? Right, right. Or whatever it is. But you know, they like it's it's, it's like a, in 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 Israel, it's a, a, a three pronged system. You know, from Iran. And from the south, from Yemashimam, and from Hamas Yemashimam, and from Hezbollah Yemashimam, from the north. It's like from all sides, right? It's all coming from the same old Haman. And he was very open about what he wanted. His plan was everybody from the river to the sea. He was very clear about it. So he's not just 
a regular parva kind of a person in the world who who you know is doing is 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 living his life. He's not even a person marching from the river to the sea who doesn't even know which river and which sea. Haman is the epitome of evil to the extent that every other evil can be transformed, but not Haman. Him, we have to eliminate. We have to destroy. Right? So, so, so we're saying, getting back to the idea, why couldn't, if, 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 if Haman is the apex of evil, you think he's going to be able to perceive the essence of Maishrabenu? The minute that Maishrabenu is born, the only thing that's filling up the entire world is the essence of Maishrabenu. You think that, that Haman's going to be able to see it? He doesn't have the vessel for it. Well, how does he know that it, he wants to get it eradicated if he doesn't do nothing? Right. So he, I'm saying he knows about he knows about the effects of Maishar Benu. He knows about Haman has been around a long long enough to see the effects of what the Jewish people have done in the world, which is, according to him, spoil everybody's fun. <laughs> yeah, bring morality. Spoil everybody's fun when everybody just wants to. Eat, drink, and be merry, and annex the country beside you just because you want it, um, and and you know, and and do political marriages so that you'll get more territory. When that's the way of the world, and everybody wants to do it, and the Jewish people come along and say, "Well, there's a code of law called the Tyre, and you're not necessarily allowed to do it." And so, well, we don't want you here, mm-hmm. right? So, so of course, Haman said. You Jews spoil our fun. You're not like everybody else. There's one nation when when they're when they have one of their holidays, they don't go to work. They keep themselves separate. They keep themselves different. Now, by the way, I'm going to say one other thing. It's very interesting. They always they always hated us for being different and being separate and keeping to ourselves. Now we don't now. We don't, we, no, right, no, be like that. We don't keep to ourselves anymore. But the interesting thing is when do they respect us? We don't say just leave me alone. I was somewhere a, a couple of years ago where the rabbi was speaking and he said, what do they want from us already? All we want is to be left alone to keep the Torah. And I thought, that's ridiculous. We don't want to be left alone to keep the Torah. We want to get, we want to bring the entire world to keep the Torah. We don't want to be left alone. That was 300 years ago. That was 200 years ago. Just leave us alone quietly. We won't bother you. We won't talk to you. We just want to do our mitzvahs and live our lives quietly. That does not, that's not, the the Benu of this generation said, no, 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 no. We are not here to ask to be quietly left to ourselves. If you're an attack, he... It causes pain and suffering without it. But that's not the reason. But we come to a point, and the Rambam tells us, we come to a point where you you were supposed to just ask to be left alone for all those centuries. Now it's time to go out and transform all the people that you begged to just leave you alone. Now they're ready. And now, you know, this is what Rabbi Y.Y. Jacobson says, they used to hate us when we were doing Torah Mitzvahs because we were different. You're busy with your moral code, and we want to have a good time, they thought. 
But now he said, but we're done with that. So now why don't they like us? Very simple. Because they sense on some level that our job is to transform them and get them to keep the Tyra. And if we're not doing it, they do not like us. See the difference? Now they don't like us for a very different reason. Why are you not being the leaders of truth? Very simple. Why are you not being the leaders of truth? The only reason we leave you alone is because you are here and we sense it to be the leaders of truth. Right, and the succeeding. But but still, the leaders of truth. If you if you people are here to be the leaders of truth and the teachers of the world, and you're not doing that, and you're just trying to be regular citizens like us, then we're then we, then we go back to not liking you. See the difference? So anyway, we're saying that Meisher, that that Haman probably could not even grasp, relate to what happened at the birth of Meisher Benu, which is his essence was revealed. So how would he see it? He doesn't have a vessel to see the essence of Maishra Benu coming into the world. So that's probably, that's my thought, why he didn't know about the birth of Maishra Benu. With what vessels, in other words, oh, yesterday my husband said, we need to get a carbon carbon dioxide detector. Now, why do we need to buy, spend money on a detector? Because you can't detect it. Because, right. You can't detect it on your own. You don't, or like they say about carbon monoxide, you need a detector. Why? You can't detect it on your own. So if you can't, you need a detector. Hummen could not detect, most probably, the essence of truth, the essence of Hashem. He was from the, the side of evil that is out to... The side of evil is out to make sure that Hashem is eliminated from the world, God forbid, that there is no Hashem. Like in the communist days, there is no Hashem, God forbid. Then they don't have vessels to detect when somebody comes into the world as an expression of the essence of Hashem. Okay, so now, um, and therefore the question is, um, we're saying... Hmm. We're saying that Maishu Rabbeinu, okay. so we're saying that Maishu Rabbeinu, his name is not in the Parsha. One reason is because uh, we said that um, that he passed away close to this time. And so here's the question. Why in Tyre is it hinted on the, the time of his passing of Maishu Rabbeinu? by his name not being mentioned, and not the time of his birth. Okay, so I'm not sure we gave, we don't know the answer yet, but we just gave that little insight. And then one other thing, when he said, remove me, erase me from your Tyra, when did he say that? Do you know which date? Shabbat um, Later on, right, summertime. So it's it's in Parshas Kisisa. So how come if in Parshas Kisisa, so to speak, Hashem is Meisher um, Bain was saying, "Remove me from your Tyra," and then so he's removed in Parshas Kisisa. Why isn't he removed in Parshas Kisisa? Which is the other good question. And here we will give. And one other question is 
what's the connection between the two? So we're going to do one little part more. Okay, so you can say that, but Hashem doesn't really want to. He's spoken about the whole parasha. I mean, if this is men, is not there. Okay. Okay. He's also new. So one second. Ah, so his name is not there. Isn't your name sort of related to the visible part of you? In other words, you know, if you're in a class with 40 girls and um, and everything, everybody's very busy and if the teacher didn't do attendance, will they necessarily know which girl was absent? Right. No, not necessarily. So his name is taken out of the Parsha, but it's his, you're saying he's really in the Parsha. That's the point that we're going to be getting to. When you don't see his name, when you don't see the visible signs, that's probably because you're you're experiencing his essence. Now, take that to our own life. Every time we feel like, you know, today was a bad hair day or a good hair day, you know, right? right? On the days that the bad hair day, you know, the you know the boiler broke and the pipes froze and and, and all that other stuff. It's called a bad hair day, right? So does that mean Hashem was busy? He really wasn't involved in my life that day he was busy with somebody else because when he's involved he's always doing things that feel like fun is that true mm-hmm. right so the times that he's there the most and that's what the whole megillah is about we know that when Esther and Malka came to the um came to the chachamim and said we want to make a megillah there was big opposition mm-hmm. oh there's big opposition first they said how can you make a Megillah? How can you make a Sefer? Where, you, where do you see Hashem's name in this story? Mm-hmm. Where do you see Hashem in this story? You're going to make a Sefer. You're going to add something to Tanakh. So it has to be because Hashem is visible in that story. They said, where? Show us where. Mm-hmm. And, of course, her question was, show us where not. This was a revolution. This was a feminine revolution. Why is it a feminine revolution? Because the masculine, the masculine deals with, you see it, it's there. The feminine energy is more, it doesn't need to be visible to be there. We can sense it. Yeah. yeah? So she was coming from a very feminine point of view and creating um, a revolution with the Chachanan, saying that, I guess, I'm not sure, we're now moving into an era in which we're going to be more sensitive, sensitive to Hashem there and invisible. It's a whole revolution. So, by the way, in terms of a life skill, what's the life skill for the week? We would say, be on the lookout for um, miracles, because it's other, miracles being there when you don't see them. And I'm going to give you an idea, by the way. Color code them. The color code them. I I think I I gave them colors. Let's say bright pink would be a really open miracle. Like, wow, that's amazing. Yeah. Um, 
That's amazing. We came right on the Shabbos when the pipe just froze and we caught it in time. Big miracle. Pink. Okay. And then there are the small miracles like, oh, wow, yeah, I was thinking of popcorn. Wow, and you put out popcorn. You know, smaller miracles, etc. cetera. Um, and then there were the, the brown miracles. They feel like no miracle is going on right now. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. You know what that's like? That's like if we had showed up on Friday and on Thursday the pipes had burst, God forbid, and the whole house was filled with water. That would have been a brown miracle. Yeah. See, the def- I remember once I, I had to get my glasses fixed somewhere on, on um, Coney Island Avenue. And and I till I got there, and then one day I, I found myself on a Sunday right near that place on Coney Island Avenue. And I said, wow, amazing. I'm right near the glasses store. You know what the miracle is? I don't have my glasses with me. <laughs> is that a miracle? Sure it is. Oh, well, you don't it. It's a brown miracle. Yeah. We want to get used to the idea that if it's we're in tough shin pay dollars, we have pay is plus. We have 10 years, a whole decade of Working with plus miracles that are so big. Right, pay is Pella. We're talking about miracles that are so giant that you don't see them. That you don't see them. That that's the idea. So if we're in this decade of miracles that you don't see, that we don't see, that means every single second in this decade there's a miracle going on. So if you color code them, I'm just saying you're walking down the street during the day. I'm just giving a tip. Walking down the street during the day, you ask yourself, so how's it been going this morning? Well, let's see. I had a big brown miracle. You know, maybe I called I called a taxi. They drove away one second before I got outside. Um, you know, missed the appointment, uh, et cetera, et cetera. Like it seems like everything went wrong. So, well, that, today was big brown miracles, and then you could say, but there were some little ones, like then my neighbor pulled up and said, where are you going? And I said, well, I'm going there. I said, oh, I'm going to Borough Park, too. You want to ride? Okay. It's not a giant miracle, but it's like a little pink one, whatever. But if we don't get used to delineating to ourselves and pointing out to ourselves every day, so what color miracles were this hour, this hour, and this hour? We're going to think that some days were miraculous and other days were just like things didn't work out. Is that true, that things didn't work out? Yeah. No. Uh, for a reason. Right. It means that, it, 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 you know, I'll give you a silly example. We went upstate for the snow. I said, oh, it's going to snow, so I want snow, so let's go upstate. Well, it snowed more here than it did. <laughs> <laughs> Could have stayed home for snow, right? But obviously not. Little, little, little tiny brown miracle. But the point is, we do want to, in, especially in this parsha, get used to the idea of seeing, first, first of all, finding out from Tyra. Is, number one, is Hashem really here all the time? Good question. Let's find out. Two, is Meishar Benu here all the time? That, that's two. Three. Are they supporting us? That's what yesterday's audio was about. Are they supporting us all the time? Four. Um, what, what do I do? It, 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 am, 
are there constant miracles constant miracles going on in my life every minute, even though some days feel like the opposite of miracles? We need to get all of those principles in place and find out the answers. And then once you do, then once we do, then we can then we can start to work with them. So we're saying we first want to know what are the basic facts about life. I'm saying if somebody writes, if you get a letter from a bank saying you really have your great-grandfather left you a half a million dollars in a Swiss bank before the Holocaust and you didn't know, you need that information. And once you have that information, now you have to make decisions about what you're going to do with your life. And often, even though we have certain informations, we, we act as if it's not true. You know, you know, everybody knows the famous story about the person who would stand in line for the free food and then he won the lottery and he asked one thing. He said, please, please, please let me be the first one to now that, you know, I want to make a big donation to the, to, to the food bank. So, um, what I ask is if I make this very big donation, because he now is very wealthy, could I always be the first one to stand in line for the free food? <laughs> she wasn't getting it that you no longer need to stand in line for his actions were the same we do that we're not that different oh yeah I, don't, I can't speak for you I can only speak for myself I'm saying there are several several facts so, one is Hashem here all the time that's why we learn is Hashem here at every single t- moment okay yes or no number one number two who is he Number three, what does he do? Number four, how safe is he keeping you? There are a whole, many, a whole bunch of questions. Number five, is he, is he overseeing every detail of your life? Number six, is he, is he thinking about you a lot? There's so many questions. Is he thinking about you a lot? What about my surveillance? Same questions. Once I have all these answers, which these answers I get from Tyra, then I have to make some decisions about how to live my life, which if I'm still living my life with the old silly behavior patterns, like we all do, we get stressed out. Wait a minute. Stressed out. Huh. Stressed out is a behavior pattern that you that makes sense if Hashem is not totally taking care of your life. Isn't that interesting that we get stressed out? It's fascinating. That was, imagine that you meet, okay, so imagine somebody comes from outer space, some, you know, from Mars, and they come down here, and, and, um, and I don't know, and they know, you know, Hashem Elokeinu, Hashem they know that, and they say, uh, and they see that everybody's very stressed out and worried. They say, oh, my goodness, is it, is over here, God doesn't run the world and take care of people? They say, sure he does. They say, well, that's funny. You all act as if he doesn't. It's so strange, right? Isn't it weird? I'm going to give you an example. 